genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 48, quite possibly the greatest golden calf minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Sean German. Welcome back, Sean. Finishing uh, up the week here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're going to find out what our, uh, what our little angels were doing walking into this bu- big building. So this minute starts with walking and ends with a Bartleby soliloquy. So, when we left, le- when we, uh, left our... Uh, side protagonists or whatever these guys are they had just murdered somebody on a bus <laughs> that was the last time we saw them <laughs> um we try not to think about too hard about that about shooting somebody on the bus and the logistics behind that and how they got away from there but apparently they somehow made themselves to the the movie building here yeah i guess they just uh walked yeah I, i'm hoping it's, it's some sort of thing about them being angels where maybe they were able to like they got some sort of they can hide from like people or something. Otherwise, it seems unlikely that two people on foot in the middle of nowhere wouldn't get picked up by the police. Yeah, you'd think there'd be, yeah, the law enforcement are looking for these two gentlemen at this point in time, right? All right. So as we walk into uh, movie, the boardroom here, before we even get very far into it, I'm only about two seconds in, we're going to have a lot to discuss about the room itself. There's a lot going on in this there's room. A lot, there's a lot happening in this room. <laughs> from the... Um, this is an evil office decor. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they got it all. They got the they got the big table with the black leather chairs with the little intercom thing in the middle that was a staple of evil boardrooms everywhere to have the intercom mm-hmm. in the middle. They got like the black desk off to the side. They have the I, I'm trying to see how many of the posters were able to see this minute. I definitely see Surly Duck is the first one I see. Mm-hmm. Which I guess Surly is Duck. Other- there's uh, I think it's Pat Pat the Monkey King. Yeah. Um, and, his, and his magic dicky. <laughs> and it's just amazing because they're so stupid names. You're like, there's no way that they could. Yeah, there's 100% a way that if movies was a real place, they could have dumbass things like this as part of their thing. <laughs> like, is movies the golden calf any dumber than like Ronald McDonald or the Burger King? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stupid Wendy. Is Surly Duck any worse than that Hamburglar that's stealing the kids' hamburgers? <laughs> the Grimace. Nothing can kill the Grimace, though. So you don't grimace, mess with the Grimace. Grimace, grimace. yeah. Um, so funny you should mention that. Actually, I wasn't sure about what the status was on some of these posters. So um, I actually looked them up, and uh, these trademarks are available. The uh, the registered trademark, uh, so movie is still registered. Yeah. So don't you know? Don't go out there and and run off movie merchandise because uh, I don't know. You might get sued. You might not. But just don't do it. Well, but, it's uh, Kevin. So you probably won't. <laughs> probably won't. But uh, the he, his normal response is either nothing, or if you start making or, a little too much money, cease and desist. Yeah. Because we got a for our shirts one time on T Public, we got a cease and desist. Right. Um, well, and then and you just told them we don't make that much money. Uh, well, we got to cease and desist. A, a bunch of people did. So whoever runs his stuff must have just cease and desist everybody. So people wrote to him on Twitter like, yo, man, like, why do I get a cease and desist? And he wrote back. He's like, listen, I don't care. Like, I didn't do that. And he's like, feel free. I don't. You know, you're not. It's like we're in competition with him. You know, the four shirts that I've sold over the last five years aren't right. exactly putting my kids through college. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And then he said that. And he must have said, told it to somebody, though, because they pulled all of them. They pulled all the cease and desists. 
Oh, that's cool. And they just let us do whatever because they weren't like they weren't ripoffs. It's not like we did his stuff. It was just close enough right. where it got picked up on either by a person yeah. or whatever algorithm they ran. Yeah, but he but, really uh, doesn't care. Like I know he's done in the past. People have done Clerks as a play a couple times. Yeah, and if it's free or for like charity, I think he lets it go. You just can't make a profit off of it. Yeah. Well, didn't and didn't somebody do Dogma? I don't know if this came up in your research. I have like vague recollection. I, I, I thought it was like recollection of people talking about doing it. Like someone was trying to yeah. actually mount a show. Was but, it in Germany or something? Yeah, I, I think feel someone like actually I, I, did a. You saying that it definitely? I feel like yeah. I heard him talking about it on one of his shows. Yeah. And I think you know it was like you know community theater. No one's getting paid. Like yeah, obviously if it's on Broadway. Uh, you yeah, know, that's a little different. Then you're gonna show then, me the money. Then he's gotta, you know, get, gonna be involved and want to wet his beak. But yeah, if you're just community theater and nobody's getting paid, well, then, Clerks is the one. Clerks is screaming out to be a stage show. Oh yeah, it's just set up that way. I mean, you barely have to make any changes to make that work. But I think the problem with that was it's probably good now. But at the time, he couldn't do anything with it because he didn't have the rights. Right. He didn't have the rights to make a play for like whatever it was twenty years, twenty five years or something. I think the time has now elapsed. So I don't but, think he'll uh, do it, but like he just needs somebody to come to him and be like, yo, I'm going to adapt this. It's not too late for us, Sean. We can do this. It's not too late. Yeah. All right. You, you know how to make it? You know how to write a play? <laughs> Besides the obvious of like, yeah, I mean, kind of, but like. Kind of. How hard can it be? How hard There's can it be? There's probably an app it's, that uh walk you through it. I mean, I had a, a screenwriting thing one time. I, that's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um yeah, but I looked up the so the the trademark on uh, Pat Pat the Monkey King and Surly Duck has uh, both expired. So these were uh, they were trademarked uh, kind of nineteen ninety eight, I guess, just before they were putting stuff together for the film. But uh, they they have a they've been abandoned. So uh, yeah, so they're abandoned. They're no more longer trademarked. So yeah, get out there internet so what you're saying is i should have some new t public merch coming up <laughs> there you go you have some new new t public merch coming up yeah don't you love the the merch where you're gonna wear a shirt and you're gonna have to answer the question of like what's that and you're like oh it's from this one scene in dogma and just the person just walks away from you and then just <laughs> their eyes glaze over <laughs> okay it's just kind of like when you ever try to explain to somebody what your podcast is like you're like i do a podcast so you've already lost 50 percent of their attention right there <laughs> Right. Because in their mind, podcasts are already low-rent entertainment. But maybe they're right. thinking you're like Joe Rogan or uh, like Serial or something. So then they ask <laughs> well, a follow-up no, I- question of like, what do you do? You're like, I do a movie podcast. Boom. You just lost more of their attention. They already stopped caring. And you're like, I do a movie minute by minute. And hopefully they stop talking to you at that point. Because if they make you try to explain, it just gets worse. Yeah, it just gets worse. Oh, that. so you do a one-minute you know, so podcast? Yeah, ha- ha- <laughs> Half the people you're going to lose, and then half the people are going to want to come back and tell you about their podcast, oh, which yeah. may like, be even worse. It could possibly even be a worse idea. They're yeah. so like, guess what we do? I do a podcast, and we talk about my life. Well, that sounds so interesting. <laughs> All right. So uh, he asks, has anybody seen The Overnights? Apparently no one did. He should fire everybody in this room. <laughs> well, do you think it's weird? So he comes in, he says, morning shoppers. Yeah. So we assume he's talking about... I guess it's – he's being shoppers like – I don't know. He's just trying to – I think he's trying to be cute and he's not. Yeah, I would think like if this is like maybe you could walk into like the boardroom at Walmart or something. Yeah. But I guess maybe he's talking because I, I guess they show 
I mean, the main thing is is the merchandise. I mean, the 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 television show is probably just a it's a half hour commercial for the toys. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's, it's like every like well not every let's say fifty percent of the uh, cartoons I watched in the eighties. Like go by yeah. go back and watch some He Man or GI Joe. Those are not coherent cartoons that mean anything. It's like all right, here's some, here's your new toy line <laughs> in half hour increments, broken up with commercials for the exact same thing. Short- Right. <laughs> um, we get a, a little bit further out shot, and we see Mooby the Golden Calf sitting at the other end of the table, which the is cute. Literal golden calf right there. <laughs> He's just hitting the nail right on the head. <laughs> yeah. All his Catholicism coming out of him. So behind our, the chairman of the board there, besides the creepy Mooby, whatever that is back there, the face, is there's like awards up there? <laughs> they. Did they win some awards? They win like the. Uh, they're like a couple Oscars. I, I and there's very yeah the various trophies and one of them looks like a guy sort of like a you know human figure in sort of the Oscar pose. Yeah, I was funny. I don't know I if there's a the, movie film. I kind of thought the ones underneath that might have been People Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why they would have any of these things, and I bet yeah. none of them are what we think they are. But I'm sure he made them as close as they could <laughs> without getting sued. Like yeah, throw some stuff up there. Yeah, there's no Emmys because that's got a kind of distinctive look. The Emmy Award. Oh yeah, with the stuff at the top, like you'd be able to tell. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's like a little Stanley Cup. There's like some cups on the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, before uh, he gets the what he smells, we get a quick look at the whole. Oh, we see one side of the room. We see a big blonde dude, uh, a kind of a smaller guy with glasses, and another guy with like uh, a Ronald Reagan haircut. That's that's one side of the room besides the chairman. That's the, that's on the chairman's left. Chairman's right is the one woman in the room, and then uh, two bearded fellows, and uh, they're they're one uh, ethnic minority to make their quota. I guess. Thanks a lot for your inclusion policy. Yeah. So, with the exception of I believe the main guy, the chairman of the board here, and the young lady next to him, everybody else in the room is a stuntman. <laughs> Because originally, this was going to be, as we find out later next week, when it goes down, this was supposed to be a huge stunt-filled thing. There was going to be stunts and acrobatics and fights and violence. And instead, uh, whatever it is, these six stuntmen just got to be in a scene and not do anything. <laughs> just sit there. And they actually had to act. Not so much this week, but like next week. They got to do a little bit of acting. I wonder if that's a good gig or a bad gig if you're yeah. a stuntman. Eh, you gotta put a suit on are you happy or upset that you're not getting hit by a car today (laughs) yeah data heal it's like um all right we're we're gonna have you in a scene you're like all right what am i doing am i riding a horse am i gonna get in a fist fight you know a little bit of gunplay they're like no you're gonna sit there while some dude yells at you all right well (laughs) some guy tells you how much of a sinner you are yeah well for i mean i guess they're clapping i guess that can be considered a stunt yeah although i believe it's I believe the the thing is, if you don't do it, if you're a stuntman, you don't do a stunt, you don't get paid your stunt pay. So they probably weren't happy about that. I wonder if Kevin just well, bumped yeah, it anyway. probably a pay cut if they're yeah if they're just getting like uh, scale extra work. But like I could see someone like Kevin just, being like, uh, well, I'll pay you because there's a there's a couple different levels of extras. There's like a there's like the you have one line extra, and then there's like the five mm-hmm. and unders. I think I think that's the like. I, I think I'm kind of close to that because it's not like you don't go from like extra to like cast member. There's a few in betweens there. Maybe he bumped it up like one like, hey, I'll pay a little bit more so you don't get. <laughs> Since they probably had to sit in this friggin' room all day. Um, I do like that he's just now smelling onions. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and when it cuts over to, to uh, Matt Damon, there is what seems to be about five onions worth of onion on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's carving an onion, man, which I like just like what? What's up with that? Is it is that like a uh, like a, you know, fire and brimstone kind of the smell or something? Like, I, I don't why know. An onion? I feel like. Yeah, is this something he did back then? Was he like real theatrical about when he used to go after people? Would yeah. you know? Would he send them like a some sort of token before he was going to kill them? Maybe that's why he lost his job because he was such he was so theatrical, <laughs> so theatrical. It's like yeah, he man, was always just, monologuing. Yeah, bring it down a notch. Well, he well, because have to shouldn't he be doing a like a Sam Jackson reciting Bible verse? Yeah, type well, thing? he don't have to. He's got his see. He's got his uh, he's got his hype man though. He doesn't have to do anything. He's got the hype man, right? Yeah, he's got his hype man there. He's got his hype man Ben there. This guy also takes this very well of looking over and seeing two people who he does not know sitting there. And he's very, he's just like, excuse me, what are you doing here? Yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised at not going directly to security or even asking them to leave. Yeah, or like, like immediately getting hostile. He's yeah. he's like even semi-polite to them. Yeah. It's almost like uh, he doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> well, we'll find out later. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but and then we get a yeah. Matt Damon with a little "You may proceed, Mona Me." You may proceed. So he's either um, a fan of French or the character Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Affleck starts his speechifying. Eh. Um, I feel like I, this was the moment. At least back then, this were, these were the moments that Affleck waited for was to give the big speech. I feel like if you're in a Kevin Smith movie, this is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're like, give me my big speech, where like. For all the ups or downs or flaws you may think Kevin has, when called upon, he can write a speech. Yes. He can do some dialogue. Yeah. Even dialogue sometimes can get a little, can get to be shaky. Like I said, someone said he doesn't write dialogues. He just writes monologues that are yelling at each well, other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the one. Well, like he says, he, says, he starts, I have, to start, I have to start by apologizing. My friend has a penchant for the dramatic. Yeah. Which I, it's like, I, you know, is he, is he referring to the onion bit? Because otherwise, it doesn't seem like Damon's being too dramatic. He's just I, I guess it's the onion there bit. whittling. But like, I, <laughs> but, how else? I mean, I guess you could just walk in and say, "Hey, we're here," and that's how you get their attention. Yeah. So I guess it's a little theatrical to like sit there and cut an onion up. Yeah, I would also argue that. But it's I just think I, th- I thought it was strange because like, what's I don't know what's more dramatic than say than using the phrase "pinch it for the dramatic." Yeah, like that's a dramatic phrase. Yeah, that's a. That's a Kevin line if I ever heard one. Yeah, yeah. I could see him saying that about himself. I have a penchant for the dramatic. I have a penchant for the dramatic, yeah. <laughs> I like this because he says it, and Matt Damon has a very, like, best friend reaction. Like, come on. He gets all pissed at him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have, like, that little side argument that you have. Like, shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> and everyone just, you know, sits there and lets them have their little discussion. But, yeah. This is nice. I was actually earlier today. I was watching Rounders, or maybe it was yesterday, um, which was the film, at least the the film released uh, Damon's film previous to this, and he's very dramatic and over serious in that as well. Yeah, I think when people come to, I think they like to come to Kevin's sets because it's chilled out and they kind of get to not to get to do whatever they want, but like I'm guessing on Rounders things were a little more tight. Oh yeah. Of like you do it like yeah. this, you do it the way I say. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, not that Kevin kind of wasn't like that, but I could also see Kevin sets being the ones that are like, "All right, it's five thirty, we're punching out." Yeah. I can't imagine there's like a lot of you hear about there's like marathon, like eighteen hour days, 
you know, working 20 hours straight. I can't imagine ever on a Kevin Smith set being like, we're going to work 20 hours straight. He'd be like, no, (laughs) like we're not doing that. Are you crazy? (laughs) You're not keeping Jay awake that long. I know. Like, yeah, he would, he would have died long before that. I was trying, I looked it up early now. Of course I can't find uh, the filming location. That's what I was looking for. I was trying to see where they filmed this. Yeah. I would guess this would be a setback in Hollywood. I mean, no, no, like the external stuff was all in Pittsburgh, right? Or Western Pennsylvania. It was almost, it was almost all Pittsburgh. I think the um, there's some Red Bank shots. There's some real Red Bank shots mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, but it was like in and around Pittsburgh was most of it. They don't have it. Yeah. They don't have this exact site on there. Yeah, though sometimes they you know they just rent out uh, you know local office space. Actually, speaking of Ben Affleck, I think it was him. Um, was in a film uh, that was uh, actually filmed uh, in office where I used to work. Um, was a company man like there's the film where like he gets laid off and then like does construction work with his brother or his father or something I don't know uh, the name sounds familiar yeah the, the company man is that the one I was thinking of yeah because that was uh, yeah with Chris Cooper Kevin Costner yeah so they were yeah they were filming that around uh, Massachusetts and Boston and then uh I didn't. I I didn't recognize watching the film. I didn't recognize any of it. But I guess they just needed like some typical office cubes, and there happened to be in the area. So uh, I'm in a Boston suburb that was filmed. I would uh, say if you're looking for like yeah, a, a pretty but, decent uh, Ben Affleck performance, and you're like, oh, I've seen all his big movies. You know, he's he's good. He's bad. You know, he's a little bit in between. He's actually made a lot of like smaller budget movies with very good performances from him. Mm-hmm. It's I he can be a little especially in his earlier days he was a little hit and miss on like the blockbusters like he'd hit on some but then you know he'd have like paycheck and you're like eh, it's all right and they do like reindeer games and you're like it's not really all right <laughs> it's like I guess it passed two hours but like lately he's been doing a lot of those I would say like more of your like five million dollar movies mm-hmm. and I've seen a few of them they've been really good like I just saw one with him I'm not gonna remember what it was called at all uh, it was just about he was like. He was in kind of like a bad marriage, and it's everything that happens in their life. And, they, you know, of course, it's a movie, so a bunch of crazy stuff happens. But it was, like, really good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he could have totally been this guy. He, he could have been, like, this, yeah. uh, you know, not action-leading man, but, like, regular, like, drama, romantic-leading man. Yeah. Well, it did, well he, he says, is that what he says in uh, It Strikes Back? Where he's like, you do the, you do the studio picture, and then you do the... You do the was it the prestige picture? I think he says something like the that. The prestige picture, and yeah. Like, and sometimes you do the pic, you do the film because your buddy says you owe him, <laughs> and they stare at the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to try to cover that movie. That's going to be real fun. That'll be interesting. Look forward to it. But, uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah. It turns out these guys can actually act, and you give them a good monologue with fire and brimstone and damnation. Yeah, it's like I don't know, I don't know. But this Ben and Matt guys, they might have a career in Hollywood. <laughs> might be something to this. They, they might just be able to make it. Yeah. Just gonna, well, well, real quick, we'll talk about our, our boy who's the. Uh, you know what? We'll talk about him next week because he gets a, he. I don't want to talk about Mark Joy yet. He's the chairman. Talk about him next week. That's really when he gets his moment. Okay. I yeah. I don't want to step on his big moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to. I'm gonna just quickly glance at at Affleck and Matt Damon and see what they did. I know you said they did. He did rounder before this. Yeah, actually, where, 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 I was trying to see what um, he did right before and right after. Yeah, so for Affleck, we're between Forces of Nature and Boiler Room. 
And then so, for Damon, it was Rounders. And then after his next film was Talented Mr. Ripley. Wow, that's a, that's a nice sandwich there for him. So, that's some uh, high acclaim for Matt Damon. I would say he got Force of Nature. That's a completely forgettable movie. But Boiler Room, he got some pretty decent stuff from. Boiler Room yeah, was, Boiler Room was like, good. Boiler Room is that one of those movies where your friend's always like, oh, dude, you got to see Boiler Room. It's a great movie. And you just never watch it. <laughs> it's just one of those where it's just like it never quite gets super popular. And you're like, yeah, yeah, man, I'll watch it one day. Don't worry. What I'm talking about film, is, though. I think, yeah, shortly after this is Ben Affleck has, he hits Reindeer Games, Bounce, Pearl Harbor, Changing Lane, Some of All Fears, Fears. Daredevil, G Paycheck. I mean, it's not great. And a lot of these, as much as everyone likes to break his balls, I mean, are those your fault? I mean, like, Pearl Harbor is a Michael Bay movie. It is what it is. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you know what you're getting to. Some of All Fears, that's Jack Ryan movie. It's not even a bad movie. It's just forgettable. Changing Lanes, mm-hmm. not even a bad movie. It's just forgettable. Daredevil sucks, but, you know, that's early Marvel. That's certainly not his fault. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, Marvel didn't have their shit together back then. And then there's the whole Geely, Jer- Jersey Girl, Jennifer Lopez thing, which, again, don't throw mm-hmm. at his feet. Like, I guess it's, that's, I don't know, it was a weird time for, I feel like if that happened now, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! He hooked yeah, up was... with somebody from the sh- the movie. Who cares? Yeah. But then he comes out and like, and then you know comes out of that period, that Geely Jersey Girl time. But then in two thousand six with Hollywoodland, I would say that's like, like that's, that's a good. You think that's like because he takes like a, a little time off. Yeah. He like from he does a couple movies, but like two thousand four, and then he doesn't come back till two thousand six, which is Clerks two, which he's in for five seconds, yeah. and then he does Hollywoodland, Smoking Aces, right there. And then I feel like he's kind of back after that. Like, he still does some crap movies, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. But then right after that, he starts doing his, where he's directing. Right. You got Town and Argo and all that stuff's in there. I think Gone Girl's right after that. Gone Girl, yeah. Yeah, it was like, like, oh, wow, this guy can <laughs> it's like, wait, direct. He may be a, uh, <laughs> I would say he's a good actor who's given the occasional great performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think That's he's probably a great director. It's... I don't think that he's... I've never seen anything directed by him where I'm like, well, this guy can't direct. I don't know. This Affleck kid, I think he's got yeah, some talent. Pretty good. Oh, so he's doing... Uh, he's going to direct Witness for the Prosecution. Isn't that a remake? Coming up. Yeah. Was that... Was that like Greta Garbo? I'm trying to think who was in the original. It's, a, it's an Agatha Christie... It was a novel that was adapted to a play and there was like a film, you know, black and white in the 50s. Um, yeah, that could be good. Now, is he starring? Oh, is he starring and directing? Oh, there you go. According to IMDb. I'll check it out. I'll give it a watch. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. I was trying to see how close you were on the list for the prosecution. It was 1957, Billy Wilder, Charles Lawton, Tyrone Power, and Marlene Dietrich. Marlene Dietrich. And it was a, a woman. It was close. It's funny because it's like Tyrone Power. That's like a very Ben Affleck of his time. Yeah. Going to Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop and think if my Tyrone Power Ben Affleck comparison is good. <laughs> And if I just said those names and you were like, who in the hell is Tyrone Power? Well, then you're probably under the age of, I don't know, 60. (laughs) But if I said that and someone who actually knows, tell me how close am I on that? Is Ben Affleck the Tyrone Power of today? I feel like that's that's one of those statements I can say and get away with because 99% of the people listening have no idea who that is. Yeah, and right now they're I don't know. Going. I would go with it as as an actor, trying to think of like what parts, and I mean, we'll see what you know if 
what part and witness for the prosecution. Well, my luck, he won't even play Netflix the part. He'll play Charles Lawton uh, part, and I'll look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll go with it. I'll back you up on that, yeah. sure. The I'm going to tweet, I'm gonna tweet that to Ben Affleck tonight. You are my generation's Tyrone Power. <laughs> <laughs> see what he says. That's one of those ones that like you're almost wondering to like, now you know someone like that probably never looks at their stuff, but like if they did, would they just be like, what the, f- what? <laughs> <laughs> We'll get that trending. <laughs> oh, we didn't do it, but uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I can't tell you on here. I don't want. I don't want to ruin. It's not even anything bad. I just want to ruin a surprise for later in the year. <laughs> don't worry, it's not a big surprise. Ben Affleck's not coming on or anything. Uh, we asked him, but uh, we were given our second season desist of the week. <laughs> uh, thankfully, they sent it in the same envelope as the Salma Hayek ones. So they were able to save postage, so that's good. They got a you got a bulk deal on them. <laughs> yeah, just like pretty much everybody from this movie was just like, you know what? Just how about you just stop showing up at our house? All right, I <laughs> don't think I have anything else. I think we've reached the end. Right. We've talked about monkeys and surly ducks and this Ben Affleck kid in his third straight Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I think we covered this movie. The only thing I'm left wondering is like, so where the end? Like, did they stop and like hit the market? Oh, to get an onion? Like, you know, Bartle, Bartleby's like, come on, let's go. You know, we're going to dispense some justice. And then Loki's like, um, yeah, we got to stop into the uh, the five and time, the bodega on the corner and, and pick up some onions for some reason. <laughs> Wouldn't you have liked to have seen that that thing? Like, are you serious? You're going to stop and buy an onion? <laughs> well, I'm sure they just pocketed it. I don't think they actually bought the onion. Oh, they can't sin and they can get in trouble. Oh, well, they did just shoot a guy. So nope. I guess they're <laughs> they have their own <laughs> set of justice. They got to figure it out. All right, let's wrap it up for All minute right. 48. Why don't you give your plugs? Last day of the week. <laughs> if you got any final thoughts on the movie as a whole. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. Just just love it. The hits just keep on coming. Um, yeah, I mean, this for, for me, this is the best Kevin Smith since Clerks. Um, really enjoy enjoying the film and enjoying the podcast, of, of course, as always. And, and listeners, if you enjoyed listening to me, um, you can check me out at... Uh, well, my current show is Next Scene Podcast. We're at nextscenepod.com, Next Scene Pod on the social media. And uh, my my home base, my main site is catandshawn.org, C-A-T and Sean.org. Um, and there I link to all my podcast stuff and all my guest appearances. If you want to flash back to, uh, to uh, my time in the video store, uh, ordering some new titles <laughs> at, uh, at RST Video. If you want to join me at the Psychic, uh, the Topless Psychic. Oh, we really and, have uh, a theme with you, don't we? <laughs> so you had. I'm kind of disappointed. Like these minutes were kind of kind of tamed well, compared to this, what I'm used there, to. This one just didn't have anything quite as raunchy. I still gave you half naked Salma Hayek. Like I met you halfway yeah. at least. Oh, definitely. This, this is almost yeah. your reward from having to go through all the garbage before this. <laughs> It was it was worth it. All the pain and suffering came through. So yeah, so, I, I I do appreciate it. This was this was a good so week. I gave for you it. So anyway, close, yeah. So you got as close to nudity as this movie offers. <laughs> and I I do appreciate. It. Hey, I I got the uh, I got her uh, crawling on her hands and knees away from the camera. Yeah, there you go. Nothing to complain about. Can't wait there. to put that so, up as the uh, screen yeah. screen cap for this minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or for last minute. So yeah, so check that out at catandshawn.org. You'll listen to, uh, you know, maybe I talk about Sama Hayek at some point, um, but you'll just have to check it out and, and find out. So yeah. All right. And you can catch all our shenanigans over at uh, duelinggenre.com. Make sure you check out all the movies by minutes. They got a bunch of, they got a franchiseography and a bunch of other new stuff on there. That site is blowing up. Uh, make sure you check out Immunities by uh, our guest from last week, two weeks ago, Bob Kester. 
that that is a great i mean i know we were kissing his ass when he was here but it really is a good thing and i love listening to it um i will now end you this week with deuteronomy 916 and as i saw that you had indeed sinned against the lord your god you had made yourselves a molten calf you had turned aside quickly from the way which the lord had commanded you Hold on, hold on. I didn't stop it yet, did I? Shit. This is what happens when I'm in charge. Yeah, Chris, I remember no, to stop it. Shut up.